there heaven for a G? Is there a section for me? One who knew the whole truth, but still played in the streets. Is there a mansion in the sky? With a safe in the key? If I jump and try to fly, is that saving for me? Hunger pains, thunder rain, this little light of mine. Oh, what a flame, brother slain, bloody gang. For the fame, he'll put it in his mama name. What a shame. Another job interview, man, I should've shaved. My boy's robbing you, man, I should've came. All them positive dudes never make a change. And all them lies that you tell never stay the same. Bow my head, let it rain. For the fact that you die, but you live again. Born in a trap, but you led the way. We could die any day, Lord, give us wings. Bow my head, let it rain. For the fact that you die, but you live again. Born in a trap, but you led the way. We could die any day, Lord, give us wings. Hate is gunning for me every single day. Policemen and them groupies trying to stop my pace. Got nowhere to run, nowhere to hide from these temptations. Bow my head, bow my head, bow my head. All I can just to follow you But the storm is getting heavy And these rain boots won't move Bow my head Bow my head, yeah I'ma bow my head And send a prayer to the Lord Without him I'm dead So who gon' tell my mother if I'm missing? You. Who gon' tell my brothers if I'm broken? You. Follow close behind by the henchmen. On our own roads that we chosen. Can I really tell my wife that I'm wicked? How? Soaking in the soul of a soldier, mapping out a mind of a misfit. Running to my cup, running over. Frantically in a fight for my faith. Falling free on the flats of my face. Father, please give me facts I can face. 'Cause the cats out the bag and we rats in this race. So amazed by the maze. So attracted to the trap, so enchained to the cage. Who will understand in the gap? Bow my head, let it rain. For the fact that you die, but you live again. Born in a trap, but you led the way. We can die any day, Lord, give us wings. Bow my head, let it rain. For the fact that you die, but you live again. Born in a trap, but you led the way. We can die any day, Lord, give us wings. Gunning for me every single day. Policemen and them groupies trying to stop my pace. Got nowhere to run, nowhere to hide from these temptations. Bow my head, bow my head, bow my head. Doing all I can just to follow you. But the storm is getting heavy and these rain boots won't move. Bow my head, bow my head, yeah. I'ma bow my head. And send a prayer to the Lord. Without Him, I'm dead. Go. Praise the Lord, God, for let me to another year. I thank God that we are an elder for this year. I just thank Him. Praise the Lord, God, for increasing my life. As soon as I hit the emergency driveway, that You've done in my life, I want to thank You, Lord, for you know coming down. Let it rain for the fact that you died, but you live again. Born in the trap, but you led the way. We could die in the day, Lord, give us wings. Come ahead, let it rain for the fact that you died, but you live again. Born in the trap, but you led the way. We could die in the day, Lord, give us wings. going on everybody you already know who this is and it's definitely your favorite self child <clears throat> yeah yeah sure come back to you once again at the PED podcast and y'all 
Y'all know we live here, man. We always uplifting you guys around the world, sharing positive energy. We got positive people spreading positive love, giving you the real. And y'all know I'm always running into crazy people. And man, y'all won't believe I ran into my man. Oh my God, I ran into my man himself. Y'all wouldn't believe me because manifestation is real. So I don't care what y'all say, it's real. You feel me? So look, man, on the PG podcast, I want to welcome you guys, my man Gabriel Cannon in the building. Yo, how you doing, man? How you doing, Gabriel? Man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm feeling that energy you coming <laughs> off with. You feel me? Got me a little electrified over here. Let's What's go. <laughs> Let's <out> go. <laughs> hey, man, I got to give you that positive energy, bro. Always, man. And it's always love. You never know who's going to show up. And, and like I said, this manifestation. And who would have ever guessed Gabriel Cannon would be in the building? You know, here, baby. Always, man. And so I want people to get the dive into Gabriel. Guys, y'all don't know about him yet. If you haven't dove into him, you've just been on a rock. I don't know, like I was. You guys, look, Gabriel Ken is not just a, a amazing, inspirational person, bro, but he's a he's into ministry, man. He's out here spreading love and letting you guys know that you guys can be more than just with inside your mind. You know, God is always here for you guys. So before we dive into get a Gabriel Cannon, you know, brother of Nick Cannon, because everybody always got eyes on Nick. We got eyes on Gabe on this time. So y'all want to dive in with me, man, and get into the positive side and get y'all some spiritual uplifting going. Y'all dive into me and we're in the word of prayer and we're going to get at it. All right. So, hey, Gabriel, we always want to give up the host to give some prayer. Would you like to lead us in the word of prayer, man? Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, Heavenly Father, Lord God, I just thank you for the opportunity to be on this platform. I thank you for this platform, Father God. I thank for all the ears and the eyes that's tuned in to this platform. I ask you to bless this platform, Father, and go before us, behind us, and beside us, Father, and lead us and help us to be obedient to your word. So thank you for everybody involved in this. I ask you to bless it, um, extend it, grow it, Father God, and bring financial blessings to all of us. Your name we pray. Amen. 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 Hey, yo, y'all gonna hate me, but I don't want my computer to die before we dive in with Gabe because I got some I got some mad questions because look, it's a different type of way when you live in a different type of lifestyle, especially when you're in a different limelight of fame. So I want to dive in with you. Don't want my computer to go off. So give me one second, Gabe. I'm gonna go get my computer okay. charger and we're gonna go right back to it, okay? Okay, one second. Sure. Okay. One second. Okay, okay, we back at it. You know, technical difficulties. I'm never gonna <laughs> let the devil win. He always trying to get me, man. I don't know why, but I'm always pushing through. That's why I let y'all know it's positive energy. Let's, let's dive back in it, man. So, 
I told y'all we got the amazing Gabe Cannon in the building. So we gonna get to it, you guys, man. Look, Gabe, I wanted to give everybody the opportunity to dive into you, to let them know that, yo, it's not just all about Nick. You know what I'm saying? You got brothers that really do some powerful things and we really had your brother on, um, Javen Cannon. We had him on in the previous, oh, really? yeah, the previous, um, so yeah, on the PG podcast, so that was lit. So to be able to dive more into the Cannon family and, and just uplift people, it's so crazy. So I'm gonna give you time to let everybody know who is Gabe Cannon? Man, Gabriel Cannon, the child of the king, I'm gonna tell you that. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely first and foremost. Uh, but I'm the middle child out of all my brothers, you know, I'm the, you know what they say about the middle child. So, you know, that we were, our father was a minister. You know what they say about the church kids. Uh, you know, but we, we definitely kept that word, you know, uh, in our hearts and forefront, you know, but we come from North Carolina. Charlotte was born in San Diego, but, you know, as young kids moved to Charlotte, North Carolina and was raised out there, you know, and, um, you know, really got that country lifestyle, that country Southern hospitality and all that. You know, Nick kind of got on the Nickelodeon, got famous. My pops was the type dude who, he didn't let us watch TV, you know what I mean? Or listen to certain music, he would turn it off, but he also gave us his camera. So though he didn't let us watch TV, um, he let us create our own television show. So, you know, Nick was, you know, you guys think y'all seen his directorial debut uh, with the movie School Dance, but I know it was a movie called, I Wish I Was a Ninja Turtle from when we was like six and seven. you know, so that's always been been in us, and it's you know kind of come from my father, and his moral compass, and you know just just allowing us to be creative instead of falling into you know other people's creations. So you know that's kind of where it was. You know we grew up, we was big on sports and all that. Nick made it big, and we realized that this entertainment stuff was real and lucrative. So we ended up moving from North Carolina to you know Hollywood, and hmm. that's a definite change from coming from being black and ashy to in demand. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know I mean? right. As a kid, you know, as a kid, was it really was it like um, hard to grasp when it happened? Because that's a big change, like you said. You going from ashy, and and, and you know now you got to look a little spiffy on your name. So yeah, was that yeah, different yeah. as a kid? As a kid, it was like, you know, we was in North Carolina, so Hollywood was so far away. You know, I remember like bringing, you know, when Nick was doing smaller stuff, magazines, he finally got in his first magazines and bringing those type things to school. Like, that's my brother. He's like, shut your black ass up. <laughs> 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 like, you know what I mean? People ain't believe that. Like, you know, because like I said, Hollywood was just so far away and people didn't make it, you know, from where we come from. But, yeah. um, by the, by the time he actually was like, you know, the drum lines and stuff like that came out to Nickelodeons. We're kind of up in age, going to the high school, middle school years. And so, you know, he was able to come back. He would come back and, you know, he would come to our basketball game. So it was like, you know, he's right there. You know what I mean? so <laughs> then the teachers would start treating you different. You ain't really got to study that hard for test yeah. no more. <laughs> Especially when drum line came out, you know, it was oh, a whole... Man. Yeah, it's a whole nother ball game, man. Like, I remember having, I was like in 10th grade when they come out. I remember like begging for somebody to go to uh, like the little homecoming or little football games. Went to where when Drumline came out, I had yeah. like three girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it just definitely changed up. everything. It definitely changed everything. Yeah, absolutely. You know, oh, then man. being a young man, this young man, like we loved it. I bet you, man. I bet you it was definitely it. a light. And um, to see that, 
to see that as a kid, how life can like, how a different part of life can really change you. Like, you know how people, like you said, you went from being ashy and now the teacher's like, okay, you know, you ain't gotta study that hard. You're like, oh, oh, okay. I get not one girlfriend, but three. So, you know, I bet you had like a different pep in your study. It's like, okay, you know, yup, next my brother. At first, you should have wrote a list. You should have wrote a list of everybody that said nope. And then you brought them to the basketball game. You're like, aha, aha. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, de- it definitely was like that. But you know what? It, be- it became a um, an idol in my life, to be honest. You know what I mean? I had to cross that road, too, because, you know, me, you know, being dark-skinned and I'm not looking like, you know, what you see that Nick Cannon is. And it's like... You know, imagine, you know, you tell people, yo, Nick Cannon's brother coming and I, I, I'm in there and it's like, you don't look like, are you sure? Like, you feel me? Like, you mean cuz over there? Like, you know, uh, and so, you know, I would see, I would see those things, you know, I would see people's second thoughts, second guess, oh, I thought it was going to be this. So I thought, you know, so I began to, you know, do things that wasn't my stuff. I began to put on traits or characteristics or personality uh, characters to where, I was trying to show, okay, I don't look like him, but I'm funny like him, or, yeah. you know what I mean? To where I, I, I became, began to try to give people what they thought I should be mm. other than who I truly was, you know what I mean? So now I'm putting on this mask and I'm tap dancing for you um, to, to be this person that I think you made up in your mind of who I was and not genuinely being who, I, who God truly created me to be, which, mm. you know, in later years, I had to cross that road when it come from, you know, self-discovery and identity and idolize. Yeah. You know, I had to realize, like, my brother literally became an idol in my life, you know, so definitely had to deal with those things. And there's definitely some big things to have to face um, in any part of your life. There's people right now that's facing difficulties, you know, with identity, knowing who they are versus, like you said, you got to realize that these cases, these these, these characteristics and these traits that I'm, I'm mimicking, it's not you, you know, but you did realize uh, how you was doing it to please others. And yeah. that happens a lot as you grow up, but I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud of you that you decide to put your footsteps somewhere else and make a platform for yourself. And especially when I was reading more about you and diving in, I'm like, oh man, just the amount of people that you touch and um inspire around around the world just come in contact with, they're definitely blessed by that. I don't believe anybody that comes in your contact with be like, he's not a he's not a blessed with dude. Like, he's not a cool dude. <laughs> no, I don't feel it. How many slippers uh, do you guys have? Like you in general? It's five of us all together, uh, all boys, yeah. Oh, boys, what, no girls? No, no girl. girl. That's, why, that's why we suckers for love. That's why, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we get a heartbreak real easy. Cause it's like, okay. Uh, grew up with boys our whole life, so the female attention is like kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some attention right now. <laughs> oh, that's crazy, man. I bet you that house was very full of life, and I, especially when I watched the video of you and your brothers, how y'all was like right in front of the camera, interacting, like, I don't even think I know the song, but I was like, it sound like they, they look, it sound like they knew the song, like, you know, like, it was very funny. Um, And do you say when, you, when your life decided to change when Nick got on um, Nickelodeon, uh, did you see like him, did you see a change in him? Um, also, as you saw a change in yourself? 
I mean, yeah, I mean, you if you realize what Nick did, you look at Nick's career, I mean, the stuff he did, he was the youngest staff writer in television history yeah. at 17. You know what I mean? Like, the boy had his own television show at 17. And, you know what I mean, starring in these films, he, you know, when he married Mariah, you know, the biggest female <laughs> artist, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, he was like 24, 25 years old. Like, he wasn't, uh, oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> He was still new to, you know what I mean? So, you know, looking back at all the things we went through, you know, when he created Wild and Out, bro, was 22 years old, something oh, like man, that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can't imagine looking at, yeah, looking at a 22 year old nowadays, say, yeah, I just created my own number one hit show. Like, you know, it ain't yeah. too many of those people, but. Yeah, he was already that type dude. I remember when he was 12 years old, like he did this, uh, you know, he got all the kids in the neighborhood and he had, it was like a field day almost. He had like 12 different stations and, you know, all he did a field day for the whole day. And he, he was 12 years old, like, you know what I mean? To where people's parents are coming out of the apartments and like partaking in this field day that this little kid done put together for the whole community. Like, oh, you know, he just was a different type of, you know, species. But, you know, just looking back at it, you know, we just realized like, yo, we were young. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's this, young, man. So, you know, they, you know the mistakes, the you know what I mean, the 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 learning curve. You know what I mean. We had to. We just thank God that you know we still in it today. You know because we were young men. Nick was a young man. You know we. I'm nine years younger than him. So it's like, oh man, you know, we, 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 yeah, we was babies in this game. But you know he he the way he handled it, the way you know he tried to keep his image clean. He didn't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, chose God's hand, and you know I feel in 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 a, in a lot of things. But you know he had. You can look at his career. He had his little shifts where he rocking the big gold chain. Oh no, yeah, you definitely can see it. Then you see he see had the turban on. Now you see him <laughs> wearing that turban so much, like. You know, so you can see the changes in him too. Like he definitely going through his stages of growth and understanding uh, over the years, absolutely. Hey, yeah, uh, shout out to Nick Cannon, bro. I do look up to bro. He, to me, like like you said, being the youngest writer, you know, on television, that's dope. And um, being able to put put a show together at a young age, wild and out, and now look at it. Like, look at it. Look where your dreams yeah. go, especially um, going far and just believing in yourself. So definitely I'm proud of Nick and keep going. But um, as, as you guys start to make transitions in your life, you saw that, um, you know, you go from losing yourself into an industry to actually finding yourself. Where, where do, what is your mission? Like right now, what is Gabe Cannon's mission? My mission is to be used, honestly, to be used by God, man. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I, I know, you know, when I left Hollywood, Hollywood, it was, it was, you know, I first came out, like I said, we're from North Carolina. We thought once you get to Hollywood, you get signed to a record label, you good, you buy your mama a car, you buy your, you, you, you buy her a house. And you know what I mean? Once these things come, you know, but then we, we, we walk through it and you realize the truth of it. You realize mm. when you get signed to these major labels, it's, it's a box. It's a, yeah. you know what I mean? It's a, it's, it's a, it's a compromise almost. <laughs> it's a, you know what I mean? Um, and, and then saying what's at the top of this, this pyramid, you know what I mean? To really see what the entertainment I industry is and to see how much control it has over the world. You know, Hollywood influences the world. And then when you look at the world and realize the world ain't in too much good of a condition, yeah. you look at the food and you see where these ideas and these thoughts are coming from and have been seeded and planted. It's been through these films and through this music. So 
you kind of realize and you start to see, you know, the eye at the top of the pyramid. Mm. You know what I mean? There's a lot of y'all be doing the study and then, you know, I'm kind of, you know what I mean? And all of that, when you realize that stuff is real, you know what I mean? You realize like, yo, there's really a, a negative influences that's mm. trying to influence these people. And then, you know, you, you come from the church and then you, you lining stuff up with stuff you learned as a kid. And it's like, yeah, God, you know, God <laughs> gotta be real. If, if, because it's obvious I'll cheer the devil real. <laughs> now for real, you like, for real. <laughs> Know, and, and in Hollywood, you will meet him, you know, firsthand, and he will be have a handful of gifts and, and, and treasures and women or whatever your vice or your the thing you think you like or want it the most is going to be presented to you. You know what I mean? In its most beautiful, you know, way. And uh, you know, for me, man, when I seen that and I seen the compromise in myself, like you know what I yeah. mean? I seen what you have to do to get there is like, you know, if you Google my name, they'll tell you I went to prison. But I didn't go to prison. <laughs> I didn't go to prison ever at all. But that's a part of what I'm talking about. But because I was who I am, I left Hollywood and I went to Bible college. You know, now when you Google my name, just for some reason, the narrative has been changed that I went to prison. The only thing I did that's in crazy. prison, I, I had a prison ministry and I went to San Quentin and I would go in there and I would speak to all the inmates in San Quentin, like, you know, one of the worst prisons <laughs> on our country. Right. You know, I mean, I'm giving them the gospel and all that. and. You know, Hollywood sees that, and now there's a nice narrative for pages if you scroll down that. I've been in prison for the last few years, and it's like, yo, man, this <laughs> game is so twisted, so sick, you know, but it really gave me, it set a fire to me because it's like, I can't let that narrative, you know, live. Imagine if something happened to me to die today, God forbid, you know, that narrative would be out there. And then you read the headline, oh, something happened to Nick Cannon's brother. And then after that, you're going to read, he's been in prison for the last. And it's like, that's so far from the truth. He was in Bible college, but, you know, and, and that kind of made me see like, you know, the evils of, you know, the narrative, you know what I mean? Even how they say in those history books, the person who wrote the history is the winners of the of the wars. Like, you know what I right. mean? You'll never get the truth. So give me... You know, I feel my calling is to take back territory of these airwaves. You know what I mean? The airwaves of um, of life. You know what I mean? We we uh, uh, the entertainment industry. I got to do the same thing you did. I got to go find the charger real quick. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like you know that's my mission to to let people know where I've been to. Let people know everything that glitters ain't gold. You know no, what I'm saying? Not. You know, that's really what I feel it is. I thought I had to su surrender everything I was called to do and all this music stuff. And God was really just like, no, I, I gave you that so you can have a front row seat, a front row full knowledge of what's going on. Now be effective with what you know. Mm, that's big. Yeah. That's big. That, and then, like you said, when you realize like what you were seeing and everything you, you was taught, it's like, wait, 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 this is in front of me. Like, was it like a, you know, like you have a deja vu moment? Would you say it was like a deja vu moment when you really realized what was in front of you? I mean, I think when you when you present it with truth at the beginning, it's kind of like, you know what it is. I was a tight dude. Like, I'm always knowing who God was. But before I lay down with a chick, I'm going to pray, Lord God, help me don't come up with no disease. Before, I, before, you know, I was a type guy who, you know, before I take a pill or anything, or, you know, yo, y'all popping pills? Give me one. I'm going to pray over mine. Like, you know what I mean? But I'm going to still go there with you. You know what I mean? And, um, so I'm going to pray over mine. Yeah, like I was really like, no, you know, people, people would look at me like, boy, you crazy. You was playing with God. And it's like, well, I mean, it obviously worked because I'm here. <laughs> you know, uh, 
you know, uh, but I just feel that, you know, that that was just to, to expose. He let me see that for a reason. He let me realize, he let me go through those temptations, you know, and so it's like, you are, you, you kind of know what you're doing. Like, I, I ain't blind to what I'm doing. It's that if you can keep yourself numb enough you know what I mean? I think that's what the enemy wants us to do. Can we? Can you keep yourself distracted long enough? You know, if you look at the, the average human, the average human lives, well, let's say, let's just give him more. Let's say 85 years. They probably, mm. probably a lot less than that. But if I was the enemy, if I hated you or mankind or whatever, all I got to do is keep you distracted from those mm-hmm. prime years for what? About, about 40 of those years. If I could keep you distracted, if I could bring the wrong woman in your life, if I could bring the wrong job in your life, if I could bring mm-hmm. the wrong pursuit in your life and Aye. keep you distracted from your calling and where you're supposed to be just for this little gap of time. <laughs> I controlled your whole life and whatever you were destined to be and whatever your grandkids was done, we're going to have to try next generation because I distracted yeah. them. I'm out of him. <laughs> hey, <feel> hey. <laughs> Put some fire on you, bro. I'm going to give you some water next. Uh, I'm going to pass you some water. <laughs> Dude, because you preaching like real time, man. I like what you said. Like that, that enemy is there to keep you distracted for that yeah. moment, for your prime. Like you're in your prime and you got a destination to go and he's right there to distract you and nothing. And the yeah. fact that you realize, you're like, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm getting distracted. And, yeah. and you decide to turn around, man. That's big of you. And you now work on sharing that with so many people. And uh, I, I would like, if I, if I didn't know right now, because I didn't even dive, I would like roll into it. I saw that, uh, the article, and I was like, wait, I remember you sent me your bio. I'm like, he never said anything about going to prison. I'm like, he went to prison? <laughs> Like, hold on, that, that happened? And I'm like, okay, well, all right, well, just kept going, you know? And I was like, just yeah, yeah. How, how wrong, if I if we didn't have this conversation, how wrong would, have, would that one information been, you know? So that yeah. is so crazy that you push through something like that because there's some people out there that's not strong-minded that, to push yeah. through certain comments like that, you know? So I'm proud of you, man, pushing through it, not living through it. Um, you- oh yeah, no, and, that, and that'll do damage to you because the little thing people said, because you know, I grew up playing golf. I, you know, I was a young black kid, like, yo, I want to do stuff that normal black kids don't know. I played basketball or football, but it's like, where are we not? I want to be there. So I yeah. started playing, <laughs> I started playing golf like since seventh, seventh grade. So when I came to California, I'm part of these golf tournaments and all this stuff. But when that stuff started coming out in the media, you know, I started getting basically canceled. Like, yo, Mr. Cannon, uh, you can't be a part of this no more. We don't want people that associate with things like that and it's like really like you know things began being taken from me because of this lie oh you've been in prison it's like you know nobody want to hear that when they read it online and it's like i've never been to prison you just look like you're covering for yourself like you know what i'm saying but you know but yeah that's kind of yeah it's crazy that's that's hollywood for you you know but Mm. if i was trying to rap and i was doing music girl shake the you know because now, after you know Hollywood, I'm still doing inspirational music and stuff. But I'm working with a nonprofit called Young Visionaries. Got the show on Young Visionaries. Hey. Um, you know, we just, we just, we just doing everything that God gave us. You know, like I said, my dad gave us the camera. Young Nick made it in Hollywood because he had experience, and, and that's the same thing we're doing with these young youngsters. We we trying to find their gifts, their talents. The school system is labeling them ADD and pushing them to the yeah. side. And, mm-hmm. You know, so we just developing these programs to come and inspire. And we got a Christmas play coming up. Uh, you know, it's kind of nativity story. It's narrated through a roach. Like it's crazy. Hey, <laughs> hey yo, that's a lot. <laughs> but we've been creating. 
know, we're giving these kids messages, but you know what I mean? And if I feel I wasn't in that lane, I didn't, you know, choose to go deal with the youth and be in the community. We're giving away, you know, uh, 50,000 toys on Christmas, uh, 5,000 turkeys on Thanksgiving. I feel if I stayed as a rapper and was in a strip club and doing, I feel that prison thing, them lying and saying I went to yeah. prison, that would have been a plus. Like, you know what I mean? But now mm-hmm. that I'm in this industry and now that I'm trying to make a difference, now you look at it like, oh, bro, an ex-convict, which, you know what I mean? The show is transformation, but it's like, bro, that's, I haven't been to prison. Like, <laughs> like I, I don't know what that feels like. <laughs> yeah. Like I've been in there, but I was speaking to people. But, it was in a different know. light. They put you in that, yeah, yeah. The, the scenario of how to just twist it with, with the words, so man. Keep pushing through. I, I like that. Shout out to young visionaries, man. Y'all out there doing y'all thing, bro. Want to talk about when you uh, decided to create this and uh, make this platform? Like, what was what was your reason? You're like, okay, my dad has instilled this into me, and this is what we do. But what was the like reason you were like, okay, I'm gonna sit down and create this nonprofit to do better? Like, what was the story behind it? Well, it was a nonprofit I was it was that was already existed with his brother okay. named uh, Terrence Stone. Terrence Stone is a he was a ex crip <laughs> you feel me? And uh, real gang banging, he okay, locked okay. up and he changed his life, gave his life to God and created a nonprofit about 20 years ago. We just did the 20 year anniversary. But I would go and I would speak to his youth when I was like signing the Def Jam and stuff. I would go speak to his youth. And, uh, you know, just, you know, as a humanitarian thing, you know, and I just found purpose in that. And my pops was the type of dude, he always had a, a nonprofit organization. I remember back in the day, he had drug-free youth and, you know, high achievers. Like, as far as I can remember, my dad, he's always had a nonprofit. Um, you know, we that's where we learned our people skills from. We would go to door to door selling candy and, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. And it kind of got us over our fear of people. Um, so for me, it was looking for purpose. I, you know, God started closing doors. I went to Bible college, found my wife, got married. And it's like, okay, how do I do the right thing? How do mm. I do what I know I'm supposed to do? And it's like, you know, basically the question, Lord, how can I be used? How can I be used for your purposes? You know, and it's like, okay, well, definitely over here, definitely in this community. The question was, what's the worst community out here? They was telling me San Bernardino. San Bernardino, like, murder capital now in California. Like, they beating out Compton. And so it's like, oh, yeah, it's going down. So it's like, okay, I definitely want to be front line. You know what I mean? So it's just, it, it was just a family thing. Terrence Stone was already building. I was already tapped in with them, but it was mm-hmm. just surrendering what I thought success was, you know, and that's what we have to do. We have to you know, when you're younger, you have a definition of success. This big car, this big house, this, this, this you know what I mean? But as we get older, we have yeah. to continue, you know, redefining what we call success. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I remember as a young man, you ask these young dudes out here, yo, what's the success? You know, the guy with the most girls, the guy with the, you know what I mean? They got his, a false reality of what success is. And, you know, I had to just, you know, identify what success meant to me and you know what my life if I die and who's at my funeral what are they saying what was my purpose on this earth and when I started asking myself those questions you know I started to my path became clearer to me I guess Mm. so what moment what moment like you said uh, when you realized that what moment made you realize like I need to I need to take a different route. You feel me? Like I, I just seen it all. I done it all, and I'm ready to take my my leap of faith. What what made you do that? 
It was a collective. Like, I don't think it was just this one moment, man. No like, moment, okay. Yeah, just just the collective. Like, you know, um, me, like I said earlier, we was we love a boys. We all boys and we had no sisters. And like the world came in and excess. And it's like <laughs> me waking up to different women every morning was like, yeah, that's not cool. Like, I'm nasty. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Me being real with myself, like, bro, you nasty. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like just being the reality of what I was doing. Like, duh, bro, you in a club every night, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, dang, you know, but then too, the reality of things, I looked up and I realized, all my friends wasn't really my friends. It was all trying to get on or try to, yeah. you know, all the girls that were around me, they trying to be wilding out girls and models. And it's like, yo, ain't nobody really here for me. If I didn't have an event to get you into or a bottle yeah. or a table section, like, no, people weren't hitting my phone up. And then if I wasn't doing these things, like, you know, people was getting mad at, you know what I mean? So people really didn't know who I was. They knew who I was pretending to be. Mm -hmm. And I started realizing I'm surrounded by people, but I'm alone. I'm, you know what I mean? I got a house full of stuff, but I'm completely empty. Like, you know, and, and, and those feelings and me realizing like, yo, what's going on? Asking myself, what is your, and if you look at all the celebrities, most of them, you can see mm -hmm. that there's something missing. There's something like, they don't seem fully happy, though they have everything we wish we had. You can see a little sadness in them or a little, yeah. you know, it feels like something's missing. And, and and that's what it is, you know, to be walking in purpose. Like, you know what I mean? You could do, you could accomplish everything in this world, but if you wasn't, if you're not accomplishing what you were supposed to do, you ain't do nothing. You did a bunch of nothing. <laughs> you feel me? So it's like, yeah, that's kind of what started waking me up when I started like really, you know, and then I had a daughter. I don't know if you remember the show uh, For the Love of Ray J. I had a daughter yeah. by a girl with the, with the yeah. tat on her face. Oh, Danger. <laughs> oh my God. I know you're talking about, bro. <laughs> yeah. I, I dived into danger. And so, but then I had, you know, the then becoming a father, a full time father. You know what I mean? Shout out I, to I had you. Custody of her. Yeah, you know, and I started looking at, you know, women different. Like, hold on, man, that's somebody's daughter. You know what I mean? But then the responsibility of being a father and, you know what I mean? Looking at the world and having to now coach somebody through mm -hmm. it. It was like, hold on, you know, I had to be. As much as I can pray over this pill, and I know it's wrong, but I'ma still do it. Like I had to be real with myself. Like, yo, you can't continue to do it now. Like now you living for somebody else. You know what yeah. I mean? So life circumstance and and I think the world's biggest problem, people's biggest problem, and if we solve this problem, I, I know we'll have a better world. Is people was taking responsibility for their own actions. Like mm. we always looking for somebody else to blame. Well, I'm like this because my mama was like this, and I'm like this because <laughs> I grew up in so and so. And it's like, yo, man, okay, cool. But if we all take responsibility for our own actions and say, yo, Thanks. what did I do to mess that up, and what can I do to change that? I think relationships have changed. Chains are start breaking off of things, and you know what I'm saying. So I started being honest with myself. I stopped. I stopped lying to myself. Like mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying. And, and and then I began to see truth. Man, that's so deep, bro. I remember um, there was an episode when you said that it made me remind me of episode Love Hip Hop. And sometimes you know I just look at it because I like to watch stuff that that like make my mind think. Like okay. I don't really watch a lot of TV. Unless it's educational documentaries, uh, I like yeah. to study. But I have my moments where you know sometimes it's overwhelming, so I have my little love hip hop moment. You know, that's gotcha. all. That's some fight that all I need. I don't need no fighting over here. But there was an episode where the brat was talking to uh, 
um, Bow Wow. And he was really upset, it was really overwhelming. He had like a little bad night outside the club and he was like, you know, wanting to kill himself through everything he was going through. And she was like, he, she was like, why would you want to do that? And he was like, I done lived everything. I done done it all. And she was like, so you, you, you Bow Wow, you got a house, you got a crib. You ain't starving. He was like, yeah, but what else I got? I'd have done it all. She was like, go be an organization. Go give back. Go, <laughs> go do something. You bow out. You got enough followers to change the world. And then like, like that mindset, like you said, where people get lost in who they are, like being yeah. being chasing up, that opportunity brought you that line, like brought you that money. But you like you can you can take that fame and turn it into a different type of fame. And I like that, like you say, okay, I saw this. That I've been through it, even though you was out there praying over a pill, not knowing, you know, what this pill gonna do to me. He's like, I'm gonna pray over it anyway. I'm gonna give it to God, and God showed you what you could have a life of everything that you desire, but misery because of your loved ones. You don't, you don't really ch cherish your loved ones, but you show that you cherish your loved ones. You give back to the community, and it's like, like you, you don't. It's like you don't have to worry about abundance at that point. It comes back to you, you know. So that's very moving and touching to hear you say that because. I feel like the listeners out there on the PG podcast family, I, I feel like they just think I just be making it up, man. When I tell them you're not alone, man. So many people around the world that's doing what you're doing. I want to do what you're doing. So, man, you guys, look, if you're listening right now, man, Gabe has definitely been diving in with us. Let us dive in with him. You're listening right now. And it's something that you want to do. You want to use your voice. Do it. Put God first. All right. Whatever you call, whoever you call, you know, you crazy you call yourself the most high that's you believe in yourself you know i always tell somebody believe in yourself right. because the only person that's gonna fail you today is you you know what i'm saying you're you're the biggest person in your life so you want to kill yourself you're gonna end all your desire and I, I love that you're pushing that through your ministry and no matter throughout the comments and everything that you share through hollywood you like well, that was that, and this is me, you know? You know, I, I wore two masks, but I took it off, and you're not lost Amen. in your identity, and I like that, man. I appreciate appreciate you. So what are some projects right now, Gabe, that you may be working on with the, uh, the community or to give back? What are some things you're working on right now? Oh, we running, we running full fledged, man. <laughs> I'm, working like, I'm working on this uh, nativity story. I'm gonna definitely keep you updated on that. But uh, we got a crazy <sighs> twist, but we, we want to remind people of Christmas. You know what I mean? The story is kind of crazy. It's a play. I kind of take this young, because uh, you know, I've been dealing in the community, the group homes. I created a music program in the uh, probation uh, departments down here in San Bernardino in the uh, Inland Empire. Um, so I'm taking all of those kids. I'm really taking kids that's been locked up. And Man. you know what I mean? These mm -hmm. kids are trying to pull different things out of them. Like, yo, who's never acted, who's never been in front of a camera and, you know, showing them um, themselves. Like, bro, that's so much inside of you that you don't even know. You know what I mean? So definitely taking that. I'm taking a, so one of the, the story is basically this, uh, this young girl, she goes into this group home. She's pregnant. Um, she's thinking about abortion. You know, that's a hot topic right now. Yeah. Um, but you know, and like I said, this roach, a roach narrates it. <laughs> uh, you know, everybody's been through a little roach a little bit. Uh, everybody know it gave a roach a name a little. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, 
Yeah, so, but we parallel this girl's story kind of with Mary's story. Mary's pregnant with purpose, though. She's pregnant with this promised child. She's pregnant. And so, you know what I mean? This, this They end up learning the, the nativity story through this girl's challenge who just came to this group home. So it's going to be beautiful. We're definitely doing that in uh, December. But just because of, you know, we, we're taking incarcerated kids and pulling this off, man. Like, you know, so um, I'm excited about that. Uh, but yeah, I got a lot of music coming out, too. Like I said, I came out of Bible. Bible college, you know, I was signed to Def Jam. I had a single out called Cakes with Fabulous and a uh, sorry ass apology. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, writers and artists. Uh, but now it's just a bit more, a better positive influence. I put a single out called Bow My Head. Yes, um, I like that, bro. For- I love that, bro. I listen to it. It is definitely dope. Y'all got to listen to it. Hey, man, we hope to have you on here on the PG podcast and let them, let them listen to it. But it's, it is right. dope. It's touch. I had to let you know. I, mean, I I don't know. I didn't text it to you, but I was like literally listening to it. I'm like, this is dope. This is really fire. Out my head. I love it, man. I appreciate it. And after I put that out, I kind of stopped for a minute because I seen because, you know, the association, Nick Cannon, people going to come see. And it's like, you know, I definitely had a lot. I still, you know, working out a lot in myself, man. And I don't want to taint the message because of the messenger. You know what I yeah. mean? So I kind of, uh, but I, I'm getting back on it on the uh, inspirational gospel hip hop type thing, um, but just new, new creativity, new influences, and a new direction. But I'm reaching out to the people, man. Y'all got some. Let's let's build because you know my Rolodex was full of all my Hollywood folks. You yeah. know, I come in there, I get in the studio, and they be like, "Did he just say Jesus?" Like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, so I'm trying to. It's, it's a rebuilding process. It's a re, you know, birth. I need a new squad, like you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, you uh, funny, Brisa. Did he just say Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> he really uh, stopped the whole vibe. Like, hold on, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, just rebuilding, man. And, and you know, even those same people who who says things like that, they're still, you know, a lot of people are watching. Like, mm, I yeah. wonder if he's gonna go back to the old guy he used to. Be. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So a lot of people just watching and seeing, like, I don't understand what he's doing, but they paying attention. <laughs> so I definitely plan on putting a lot of stuff out as far as music. Like I said, we got these plays. I got a short film called Love War coming out. Mm. Like three different music videos, but it creates a short film. I'm trying to show people these acting chops. So hey. it's a lot going on at the top of the year. So yeah, just trying to be, you know, a good steward of everything. Hey, push through it, man. I'm excited to see what you got dropping. Yo, if it's fire light by my head, man, I know you're going to turn up. So keep man. doing it, man. We definitely got to link up together. We got to do some projects together. I'm definitely Let's down. Go. I'm with it. You got me in your back pocket. You know what I'm saying? So look, I ain't scared. Let's go. Hey, let's go. I ain't scared. You said Jesus? You said Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> man, I'm with you, man. Like, I've been honest. You said practice? Practice. <laughs> Practice. <laughs> What's up now, man? So, hey, man, what is the most important thing that you have learned throughout everything you've been through so far? Like, just the experience, like you said, now being in a point where you've seen where Hollywood is and growing up and finding who Gabe is. Like, what is the most important thing you realize up to this point? Man, keep God first. Definitely mm-hmm. keep God first. And trust yourself. Definitely trust yourself. Like, I was a type dude live for other people's approval like you know what i mean if if people didn't think i was cool enough or did people like you know i would pitch somebody an idea and it's like ah they didn't react the way i wanted them to react <laughs> and i would leave the idea alone and you know what i mean and not realize like yo that's a that's a golden ticket from god bro you know right. what i mean so 
you know, I'm looking for other people's approval or even my brother's approval when, you know, what was for me was placed inside of me. So trust you, trust inside of you. Definitely get, you know, wise counsel, but, you know, be willing to walk alone. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and that's what I kind of learned. Though I'm the middle child and, you know, I got two older brothers, two younger brothers. And you know what I mean? I had to learn the beauty of being willing to walk alone. Mm, you gotta walk in this world sometime alone, man. But look, just because you're walking alone don't mean that you are alone. God is always with you. We're always here with you, man. Shout out to social media so everybody can know where to follow you. They want to chop it up with Gabe, see what he's doing, share some light to him, you know. Hey, you said Jesus? We gonna talk about some Jesus. And where they can find you at on social, man? Man, you can find me on uh, Instagram, Gabriel Cannon Music. That's Gabriel Cannon Music, simple. Uh, Facebook, um, Gabriel Cannon. And uh, I don't do the TikToks because I heard stuff vanish and you can get in trouble. So I try to stay out of trouble. I heard TikTok is breaking up happy homes all around the globe. <laughs> So I ain't got no TikTok. <laughs> Word to the nation. Look, TikTok is breaking up happy homes. <laughs> Yo, no, no breaking up happy homes over here. Gabe is definitely a vibe, y'all. So y'all got to go tap into Gabe's music, his ministry, his vision. Yo, as y'all can see, he's like I said, he's a vibe. He makes you laugh. It gets y'all some Jesus, too. Yo, yes, I said Jesus. Some Jesus. <laughs> Yo, look, before we take a roll up out of here, I want to let you guys know that, look, you are never alone. I don't care what you say today, tomorrow, or yesterday. You're never alone. And I love you. Gabe love you. It ain't nothing you can do about it. So now, tell your mama, tell your daddy. We don't care. We love y'all. And look, tune in to the PG podcast on all major platforms, our heart radio. And get y'all some game vibe, man. If this didn't lift y'all up, I don't know. You got to go check out Bow My Head. That's going to lift y'all up, all right? Tune into Bow My Head, and we love y'all. And keep living it up on the PEG podcast, y'all. Hey, we in the building. <laughs>